Hello, hello, hello. Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave, Tuesday edition of Office Hours, the first edition ever from the Seahorse in uh, Southern Florida. We're glad to be here at our Southern office uh, where we spend a lot of time during the winter months near Wellington, Florida and Gulfstream Park so we can uh, visit the horse folks in these areas and uh, try to help things along in that in those disciplines. So we're glad to be here today again from the Seahorse. Uh, that's the uh, name of the office that we have here in, uh, in Florida. So I'm glad to be here. We're here to answer your questions, whether it's about machines, protocols, whatever it may be. If you have a question, post it in the chat box and we'll get it here and I can answer the question for you. If you'd like to talk to me, just send a text to 502-414-3436. That's 502-414-3436. I can give you a call back and then we can have a conversation about whatever, whatever it is that you're wanting to discuss with regard to PEMF and MagnaWave. So a lot of good things happening, a lot of stuff going on. Hazel's with us this morning. Let's see who might be joining us thus far. Tracy's with us. Jackie's with us. Lee Doran is with us this morning. Northern Lights, ProForce PEMF. Marine Boy, Marine's with us. And um, of course, MagnaWave Corporate, Emily and uh, Tony and the whole crew at uh, MagnaWave. We're just glad that, that you're with us uh, today. So if, again, if you have any questions, just drop them in the chat box or send me a text and I'd be happy to have a look at whatever it is uh, that you might like to discuss. A couple, we're going to give away a, a prize at about 20 minutes into the program. We're going to be drawing for a particular prize that we're giving away today. So stay tuned for that. And uh, perhaps the winner will be online with us. Let's see. We do have some things to go over. Of course, we do have the new video books. Let me show you the video book. They are available today. You can get them. They're, they can be personalized. Let me close this here. Today, so they can be personalized. They come with videos or you can have your own video as part of the book. So they can be, like I said, they can be customized with your logo, your information. Uh, very good. The neat thing about these audio books or video books is you can take them to a client. It's like leaving your computer with someone overnight. You got a new client that you're talking to, leave them the video book, let them go through the series of four videos that are available to them. And then they can uh, do that and learn more. You go back and pick it up, give you a second opportunity to visit with those folks to uh, educate them on MagnaWave, PEMF, and all these services that you provide uh, to your clients. So uh, if you're interested in those, contact your uh, product specialist, contact support at MagnaWave PEMF. And again, they'd be more than happy to discuss the audio books with you. Also, we have holiday cards that are available. They're selling $100 for 25 cards. They can also be customized for you. And they need to order them by December the 5th if you wanna get them and have them personalized for your practice your uh, your business. So holiday cards are great. There's two different designs available this year. So this is a new feature that we're offering this year also. Certainly MagnaCon coming up in 2022. New venue close to the river and close to a lot of stuff going on in downtown Louisville. It's going to be very exciting. Larger venue so we can have more people with us to enjoy the camaraderie and learn from all the practitioners that are there and the professionals that are there. And we have new people coming this year. A lot of things happening with regard to MagnaCon. If you buy before the first of the year, before January 1st, you could save $100 uh, on your ticket. So certainly uh, do that and uh, get in line to uh, join us 
at uh, MagnaCon in 2022. As you know, uh, the next MagnaCon in Louisville then will be in 2024. In 2023, we're going to do some regional shows that are in the process of being process of being planned in various regions of the country. So maybe some folks that have been able to come to MagnaCon can come to the regional shows, and we can maybe deal with some specific disciplines through the regional aspect. So we're excited about that. That'll be in 2023, the Magna, Magna Wave Regional. So uh, uh, we call that Magna Regional, Magna Reg, maybe. But who knows? We'll call it something. They'll come up with something to call it. Also, we're having a demo sale on attachments. If you'd like to have some of our demo attachments, they're 75% off of retail. We have a few left. So uh, give us a call and see what you're looking for and save 75% off of what they would cost retail. All sales are final. So uh, please make sure that that's exactly what you want as you're discussing with your, again, your product specialist or calling support at MagnaWave uh, to discuss that issue. Okay, we sent out a survey last week to get feedback from practitioners about the company and how they have decided why and how they decided to go with MagnaWave. We had 192 entries and one lucky winner will win a free attachment of their choice. So we're going to be uh, spinning for that out of the 192 responses that we received from the survey. We're going to do that in about uh, 15 minutes or so, 15 or 20 minutes. So Stay tuned for that, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, discussing that as we analyze and get into the uh, information uh, from the survey. Okay, let's see um, let's See if we have any questions here in the box. No, no questions at this point. All right, uh, Maureen's got her MagnaCon tickets. Great. And uh, Lee bought her ticket yesterday. All right. So there you go. People are getting their tickets. And again, save $100 if you buy your tickets before January the 1st. All right. Let's have a look here at some questions, some things that folks want to discuss. How would you integrate PEMF and massage for equine clients? PEMF first, massage troubled area second, massage then PEMF. This is from Megan. Well, it, it really <clears throat> doesn't make any difference. Whatever you're most comfortable with. And I learned in the beginning when I was working with massage therapists that they rely, they use their hands a lot. They, they can feel so much and sense so much when they use their hands. So perhaps to, for the, to use your hands from the massage aspect to analyze the horse, because that's what you're trained to do in the massage space. So utilize your hands, let your hands show you something. Then when the machine comes back and reinforces what you're talking about, troubled areas, sensitive areas, you can approach them very, very well. Now, whether you do the massage before or after, a lot of times in the chiropractic space, when we're dealing with uh, equine chiropractors, they like to do their, their it depends. Uh, I've seen chiropractors are going to do the neck and shoulders of a horse and they treat the horse first for 10 minutes or so, which loosens the horse up, relaxes the horse. Then there are much, the adjustments are much easier. The horse enjoys the adjustment more, doesn't fight you. So you can have the same thing from the massage perspective. So potentially what uh, one of the first chiropractor massage people that we worked with uh, at MagnaWave back in 2007, 2008, uh, was Steve, uh, was one of our practitioners. His wife was a chiropractor and, and Steve did a lot of work for us and traveled the country, but his, and they traveled together quite often. So he would treat the horse for 10 minutes 
she would do the chiropractic adjustment and some massage work, and then he would treat the horse afterwards for another 10 to 15 minutes to help relieve any inflammation. A lot of times that still is there. A lot of times when you do your massage or the chiropractic adjustment, you put the body back where it's supposed to be. You get the particular muscles group uh, relaxed and where you want it. But there's a lot of systemic inflammation that has come from the issues that the horse is having and what's going on. So that before do your job and come after is a pretty good way to look at it. However, uh, it's kind of like some of the acupuncture folks do. They want to do the acupuncture first and then do the, do the magna wave after uh, because I, I learned again early on when I was doing working on some horses that the, that the acupuncturists were going to come out in the afternoon and I would treat them in the morning and the acupuncturists would come and think, well, everything's been released, everything's already been done and I really can't tell what's going on. In that case, we allow the acupuncturists in the future to come first, let them do their job, figure out their acupuncture, do what they wanted to do and then we would follow it up to again, help with additional uh, inflammation reduction, relief, relaxation for the animal. So that's kind of how it was approached at that point. You have to know what you're comfortable with and approach it in the manner that, that is best for you to, to handle that and go forward with that type situation. It really doesn't make any difference. It's just what you're really comfortable with doing. We've had acupuncturists that are so secure in their acupuncture and what they're going to do with the animals that they know and they treat all the time that they don't care. Do the, do the MagnaWave, do the PEMF first. I'm still going to come back and use my acupuncture to release the mer uh, medians, meridians and do all that type of stuff because I'm confident. I know what I'm looking for and how to do it. Again, it's your personal professional experience. It's your level of comfort with what you're doing. Just the main thing that you want to do is be confident. If someone asks you, are you going to do your massage first and then the PM after, or is the PMF going to interfere with your massage? Are you going to be able to do this? Your answer has to be spot on with confidence that this is how you choose to do it and why you choose to do it that way. Now, if you need to talk with someone about that to maybe improve your verbiage, uh, call the office, uh, talk with Teresa in training or, or Carson in training, and they can help you, guide you through that to maybe help you create the best way to explain and discuss those type situations. How you deliver, the, authentic, the authenticity that you carry in your personality, in your language, in your body language is very important in these type situations. Your customers can tell if you're a little... Uh, not sure of what you're going to say, or if you, I don't know, what, what do you, what do you think? You don't want to do that. You want to know. I do massage first. I loosen up the animal. I use my hands to tell me what's going on with the animal. Then I do the magna wave. This is what I get. I'll come back and use any little final bits of massage. Bingo. The customer says, wow, they know what they're talking about, which you do. And they'll go forward with it. Confidence is the key in this type situation. So I hope that helps. Uh, Megan, just if you, again, if you have any other questions, we'd be happy to approach. If you want to talk about it, send me a text to the number on the screen and we can visit. Can anyone tell me whether Semi 10 is as powerful enough to use the large wave loops? Can you use a zoom paddle? This is from Judy. Most certainly the Semi 10 is more than powerful enough to use the large wave wings, to use the large loop, the paddle, any of the attachments that are available to use with the device. 
you, you can certainly feel the device when it's working it's, and it goes up to 10 different levels. So yes, it, it is very appropriate, as you know, and there'll be people that can talk about it. And this is something to learn from MagnaCon. There are practitioners with us, Maureen being one that started and developed her business with the Simi 3 the first low power device we had. And uh, she got it, she went at it with authority and she developed her business around that device. And other people would say, well, how can you do that? Well, she did because she was confident, she knew what it would do, it did what she said it would do and she developed her business accordingly. So most assuredly, the Semi 10 is available and powerful enough to use the large wave loops and the wings and anything else that you might want to use. Great question, though, and we want to answer those questions for you uh, as we go along. Uh, another question, I know we need to be careful with high temperatures for our PMF machines. What about cold temperatures? Is it okay to keep machines in the car for about 10 hours? It gets colder than 30 degrees. This is uh, from Terry. Uh, cold is, is not as much of an issue uh, as the heat. Um, cold does not, the heat can make wiring brittle. The heat can, can just have that kind of detriment on devices. The devices get very hot on the inside and there are heat sensors that stop them if they get too hot, basically shut them down. And I always talk about if you're at it, if you're outside and it's summertime and it's 110 degrees, 120 degrees in your car and you get the machine out and you plug it right in and you turn it on and away you go and it gets to 160 degrees easily. So now you're starting at 120 because it was in your hot car. It's going to heat up potentially more rapidly than it would normally to where it could shut itself off. So in the cold, that has not been that much uh, of a situation. So you can certainly leave your, I would think comfortably, you can leave your device in your car overnight and then uh, get it out and use it. My recommendation would be to plug it in, let, turn it on, let it run for three or four minutes so it does get a chance to warm up, get everything to where it's operating at its maximum capability and, and uh, to where it's just warmed up, ready to go. Uh, so that's how I would uh, take a look at that. Now, certainly what the other the problem, though, with with temperatures, cold temperatures, if you are in sub zero type of temperatures, Things don't necessarily, I guess they could say they're brittle, but uh, something that's frozen can crack or break or, you know, a little more easily. I mean, I've had machines that you could take down 12 inch steps, boom, 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 boom. The next day you go out and you go down a one brick, three inch little walkway, boom, something breaks. It, it just depends on a lot of different issues uh, in the devices. There's a lot of wiring. There's a lot of hard surfaces in there. So there are issues that could be. Cold is not as, uh, does not threaten the device as much as heat does. So that's just to keep that in mind. If you could take it in, keep it at room temperature, that's the best way to approach it, but it's not critical in the cold types of situations. And as I said, people do it all the time through the summer. They leave their device in their, in their van or in their truck or what they're doing in the trailer, whatever they're doing, they leave it in there overnight. Uh, certainly in the, most anywhere in the country, it cools down overnight. So it's not as much as an issue. The biggest issue in the heat is when it's 110 degrees outside and 140 degrees in your car. And now you got a device that you're going to want to use that wants to be at 160 or 180 degrees comfortably. And then all of a sudden that you're just shortening the gap for uh, proper use, usage of the device. Hope that helps. Great question. Um, what other modalities would you add to your business and why? 
Well, Rachel, that's a very good question. Um, certainly we've learned and I've learned over the years, I've, I first started using lasers back in 2002 and I used uh, transpirator or nebulizer types of devices at the same time, ice devices, the whole thing at the same time that I was doing <clears throat> PEMF. And I learned that the different modalities are very complementary to each other. And so it, you, I would add what you're comfortable with. Certainly we've, a lot of folks in our system have, uh, are now using the LZR light therapy that we have available. There's other light therapies that are available, whatever you're most comfortable with, but there, there is a certain complementary situation between light therapy and laser and PEMF and MagnaWave, but you can have that, whether it's a TENS unit, a microcurrent unit, uh, a, a thumper type of device, whatever it may be, they are very complementary. And again, if you're going to take on an additional modality, learn the modality, understand by, by visiting with our training folks or asking questions here and other places that we have available to you, other pages and groups and so forth, to gain your confidence in how you're going to integrate these two uh, modalities together. Integrate being the word there, the integrative medicine, integrative therapy is a big term today where doctors are learning and practitioners are learning that we can integrate supplements with medicine. We can integrate supplements with a modality. We can mix two different modalities together and get a, vet a better result or perhaps even a more rapid result. So learn what it is, learn it well, Learn how you're going, like I was talking about a few moments ago with the massage person. Be confident in how you explain, and you're going to use these two therapies together. So when you do pre present it to your client and you do understand how it's going to work more appropriately, bingo, you, you have that situation covered. And, and there are times that you're going to want to use a particular kind of injury. You might want to use the light first and let it do its job. Let it help it coming along, then come back and reinforce the circulation and the oxygenation with the, uh, the PEMF. So it, it, which one I would add first, certainly something that we're doing is light therapy. Uh, ice is good, different ice devices that are there, light therapy. A lot of folks use nebulizers and different things for infections and lung capacity and all of that. So again, it's what you're comfortable with. You, you got to look at your scope of comfort, scope of knowledge. Is it a, a, an easy, uh, or for you, is it an easy modality to learn, to understand, to integrate it together with PEMF, and then it doesn't make any difference. Add it. Uh, ask in the groups. You can go to the MagnaWave Certified Practitioner page and ask, what are you folks doing? What modalities have you added? You'll be amazed because uh, there's a lot of different modalities there and they can certainly give you their background on what, why they did it and what they did. And that's very important. Okay, let's have a look here and see if we have any other questions uh, on the page. Here we go. See, um, um, is the semi 10 just as strong as the semi 5? Yes, it's actually probably even a little stronger because it has 10 settings and it's been designed to be an uh, upgrade from that type of, uh, of, that type of device. Uh, so uh, keep that in mind as you're approaching that. Um, Jackie says, I'm still rocking with a, with a semi. And Beth says, my semi works great with all those attachments. So there you go. People are finding out, uh, can you can there be too much PEMF done on horses? Donna. 
Well, Donna, the, 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 the answer to that question is there's a point that what you're doing is enough. And what I mean by that, I've always maintained that if you're treating an area for six to eight to 10 minutes, a specific area, that, that that's ample for that particular area. And I'm talking high power devices. Low power devices are going to take longer periods of time. But when I was only had the Max for years, and then the Semi 3 was the next machine to come out from a, with us from the power perspective. And so we, we had a situation that the treatment times were longer, but talking in terms of the Max or the Pulse Pro or the Julian, the, the Maya, those devices, six to eight minute treatment times were ample. And actually, if you're treating an elbow with a, with a Semi 3, at six to eight, 10 minutes on an elbow or a typical situation, is fine. Uh, if you went 15 or 20 or 30 minutes on that elbow without any changing of anything, it's overkill. You don't need to go that long or to approach it in that type of situation. So always keep that stuff in mind. I'll be one second. Can I just get the last name? Zimmer. Zimmer? Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm sorry, we just had to deliver. I had to open the uh, the seahorse door and deal with the uh, FedEx guy. So he made a delivery for us. Christmas time. We'll figure that out in a few minutes. Uh, but that's what we were dealing with is too much PEMF at one time. It, it, what, what we learned at the very beginning was that we, we were dealing with Debbie's herniated discs, my wife Debbie's herniated discs, and we treated her for 30 days. And she took on flu-like symptoms because we were treating her for 20 or 30 minutes a day, every day for 30 days. And basically we detoxed her to the point that she was low on the necessary toxins that she needed in her body because we detoxified her and she took on flu-like symptoms. We waited a couple of days and she was fine. It, you know, just she was perfect. So what we did the next 30 days is we treated her every other day. So she didn't have that situation. We gave her a break so she did not detoxify too rapidly. And, and that's really the only thing. Can you uh, overdo it? No. I treat myself every day. I sleep with my with my B2 device uh, every night. I'll treat my, my prostate area. I'll lay on it uh, uh, with my hips to basically treat my prostate. The machine runs for for eight hours. I'll move, I'll move it. I'll put it on my knees a little bit, or maybe I'll move it up to my shoulders if I wake up. And so I'm doing different areas, even though, even though it's running, it improves, it improves my sleep. Now, does that mean I need to go get up in the morning and do the other machine for 20 or 30 minutes? No, not at all. But if I want a stronger setting when I hurt my knee, which is really, now I don't know, what am I out now? Seven weeks, eight, six weeks, it's doing fine. No issues. Really, it's almost totally gone. And, and uh, but now I'm, I did, I, I got to a point that sleeping was my biggest problem. Sleeping would, would cause pain. Well, he's got that truck back. Can you hear that beeping? He's trying to back, turn that FedEx truck around. There you go. He finally started going straight. But sleeping was my biggest problem because when we sleep, it would put pressure. So if I can do this, your my leg would, would bend from the pressure on it when I would sleep. And so my knee would hurt. If I would lay flat with my, leave, with my leg flat in the bed, my knee didn't hurt. If I would even elevate my bed a little bit from the back coming up, it would decrease pressure uh, from the stretching on my hips and, and, and upper legs. And so there's a lot of different ways to approach it. And so, but, the, but when I got to the point that the sleeping was my problem, 
no problem during the day unless I created pain sleeping and I woke up with a problem. And then the more I walked, the more it persisted. So I began to get back to my B2. I slept with it. And so I would, I would, as I changed, I would treat it from one side. I treat it from the other side. I can't lay on my right shoulder comfortably because it's on my left leg. And so there's more flexation in my leg. And I'm just going on here, but I'm not, I'm trying to get to the point that as, as to how much helps is, is there too much? No, I treat it for eight hours. I lay on it and I change the locations, change the directions. I get up in the morning. It's good. I was able to sleep better and then I can go better through the day until I do something stupid and rich, wrench it a little bit or something. Cause it's going to take some time for that area on the MCL to really get rid of all of the swelling. And, and the whole nine yards. But at this point, six weeks in uh, to something that could take 12 to, to 15 weeks to heal is what they're telling you. I'm pretty happy with that type situation. So to answer your question, can you do too much? No. Do you need to do a whole bunch? No. So it's just, it's whatever's working, whatever plateau is there. If you've learned and you, and this is where you need to learn on yourself. If you've learned that you treat that sore shoulder of your of your own, or you treat your horse's uh, stifle, or you treat the horse's shoulder, and you know that a good 10-minute treatment to that shoulder, and then five minutes overall body, or whatever, 15 minutes overall body, and 10 minutes on that exact shoulder, if that works, that's all you need to do. You don't need to do 30 minutes on that particular shoulder, because the whole body, all the blood, all the oxygenation is going to come to that area anyway. That's what there you go. Hope that helps as well. As well. Uh, let's see. Still rocking with the semi three. How would explain? How would you explain to clients the difference between an AccuScope and PEMF in the equine world? There is someone in my area who is continuously downgrading PEMF. Okay, <clears throat> we've talked about complementary modalities, and. They, those two devices can certainly be complementary. The AccuScope is used to determine what's going on. It's used to apply therapy to an area and, and to go forward. What typically would happen is you have somebody in your area who has an AccuScope. They don't want to learn another modality. They don't want to pick up another modality. They're convinced that their modality is the only modality. So they'll downgrade or degrade the other modalities in the area. And, or in their in their neighborhood, if you would. And I learned a long time ago that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work uh, for the long haul, and and I wouldn't recommend anybody to do, to do it. Uh, they they do they do it differently. They they uh, to take a look at the AccuScope. You need to go look up the AccuScope, see exactly how it works, what it does, what it delivers, and then how it reads what what's going on and go forward with that. But it, it's not, I would simply say that that most methods are complementary and most methods do things differently. So you need to look at, see what can give you the results you're looking for as rapidly as possible. And so if someone says that, that, oh, I, my person's only using the AccuScope and that's all I'm going to use because they tell me that this other stuff is junk. Can I treat one of your horses? Let me show you what this will do. Let me treat a horse and you get on it in 30 minutes and ride it and see if there's a difference. 95% of the time when I was first starting out, 
I would treat a horse, they would get on, they'd come back in 15 or 20 minutes and say, my God, that horse changed leads like it hasn't changed leads forever. That horse paid attention to what I was asking it to do. The horse had a better range of motion. Is that saying that the other devices and the other modalities aren't good and don't work and don't aid in that situation? No. I'm just saying that that's what our device was able to give these folks. And so I can't tell you how many times I've said to somebody, oh, I loved one. I was in, uh, we were in Phoenix and then we were with a chiropractor and he was going to do an adjustment on this horse's neck. And he was going on and on and on about how difficult it was to adjust this horse because he was big and he was resisting the chiropractic treatment and going on. And he kept looking at us and saying, so you, you, you can't help me. And finally, I said, look, what, the, what is the problem? Give me 10 minutes. Let me treat that horse. You adjust, you, you try to adjust the horse. And he did, and it fought him. And it was, he could have continued and adjusted the horse. I said, wait a minute, just give us 10 minutes. Let me adjust that, not adjust, but let me work this device on that horse's neck, shoulders, and wither. And then you come back and do the adjustment. He was blown away that that horse allowed him to hold his head, grab his neck, position his hand, do his job and 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 perform his adjust, adjustment that just 10 minutes before the horse didn't want him to touch him in that particular area. So point being, complementary methods can work together when they're applied at the best time to be better used. You learn that with experience. Uh, perhaps you need to call the per person with the acuscope and say, hey, let's talk about this. Let's work together. Use one of my stories. Talk about the acupuncturist and when to do it after the acupuncture or before the acupuncture and how there's things that can blend together that everybody can, can work together. I can't, I don't put shoes on a horse when I do the MagnaWave. It doesn't make shoes, it doesn't shoe the horses when I'm MagnaWave. That doesn't happen. Can it make the foot be better? Yes. So the job is easier for the uh, farrier, maybe. And so there's a lot of things like that. But just, just what I would what I would simply do is be truthful. I would offer them a service to show them how, how things can be improved. Uh, and don't try to don't say, well, let me show you after the, you've done your AccuScope and then I'm going to make the horse even better than that, which could very well happen. But, you know, say, let's, you know, let, give me a horse. Let me let me show you what this can do. And then at one point, let's do this and then do your AccuScope and see how that maybe even makes things better. Or do your AccuScope and now let's come back and use some PEMF. Could be very complimentary, could be very beneficial to the animal and certainly to your client. You all want happy clients. Well, the last thing the, the, the AccuScope person or the massage therapist or the MagnaWave person wants is a client that, for whatever reason, decided, well, it's not working on this horse, so I'm not going to use it on any of my horses, and thank you so much, we're done. Uh, nobody wants that. So we have to be able to talk through that and take people down that road to, uh, to be happy in, in what they're doing. Okay, uh, let's, I, got, I see there's a couple other questions here, uh, some more folks with us. Um, but let's do the, uh, let's see if Tony wants to do the drawing at this point. Where are we on the drawing, Tony, for the uh, survey? Is Tony there? He was going to send me a text. Did you send me the text, Tony? Or did I miss it? Whenever oh, you get to a breaking right. point, that's what I was saying for you. Yep. Okay. So how are we going to do this? You're going to spin it up? I think he's getting it ready. We'll see. Let's see here. Um, we do have another question. Let me come get ready for that. It's uh, here we go. Here's the spin. 
And it's going. And here it is. ZZ Andes at Yahoo.com. ZZ Andes at Yahoo.com. Who is that? We don't know. I don't know. All I'm seeing is who the winner is. ZZ Andes at Yahoo.com. If you're with us on the call, uh, raise your hand or say hello. Uh, you're going to win the attachment of your choice. That's pretty cool. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it very much. Uh, great deal. We, we appreciate everybody who did respond uh, to the survey. Um, and are joining us today on CastBox also. Let's see, um, it's got a question here. Treating my dad the other day, we were working on his mid upper back with the MagnaWave and started felt like he was working in his heart. Could that be because maybe he may have a small blockage or one forming that is trying to break it up? He has no history of heart problems that we know of. Well, it's not unusual for someone to feel if you're treating the back to feel it in their chest and, and the, the pulsing and certainly the sort of feeling it in the area of the heart. However, you, you certainly you always want to talk if, if you're if you if you have your device and you're treating animals and you're treating horses and you're and you want to treat yourself or your dad says or your mom says, hey, come treat me for this. And they've had a history of something or they think they could be having some issues issues. Call their doc. Have them call their doc. Hey, this is what I want to do. My back's bothering me and my daughter does this or my son does that. And we're going to treat this. Do you under, understand this? And more and more are understanding it uh, every day. And, and so you, you certainly, but it's not unusual to, to feel that and feel the, the, the pulsing uh, in your chest cavity and your lungs around your heart and the whole situation. Over the years, and and certainly uh, uh, studies have shown that there's no damage, no no issue uh, with the heart and the other organs in the body from receiving this type of therapy in, in their animals or whatever the situation may be. Uh, but certainly, you always want to uh, verify what you're doing and how you're doing it. And we've had that conversation with blood clots. If somebody has a blood clot and they're being treated for something and they're taking blood thinners because they don't want to have clots form or they're afraid about clots breaking up, you don't need to be treating them. Uh, but if they're in a situation that they've had a blood clot in their leg for 10 years and it's not going anywhere, and the doctor lets them run and bicycle and exercise and do all this stuff, you're not going to have any effect on them either in those types of situations. So if there is a question, certainly, uh, Sierra, contact your, your doctor and just go over it and discuss uh, what's happening. All right, uh, Joe, good morning. Uh, Beth, hello. Let's see. Zoe Zan Zanids, is it Zanids? Zoe Zanids is the winner. Huh, great. ZZ. That's where we got the, the ZZ. Perfect. Uh, let's see. C congrats, Zoe. Yes, congratulations, Zoe. Let's see if we've had any information over here on the call line. 502-414-3436. If you'd like to visit with me, send a text to that number. 502-414-3436. Put your question in there, your name in there. I'll call you right back. We can have a conversation uh, accordingly. All right, let's see here. Uh, it's 1230. Uh, let's see if we have any other questions. Let me come over here to some other questions that we received. Um, what are common horse ailments that MagnaWave can help with? 
Well, you have to come back to the basis of what MagnaWave helps. Uh, MagnaWave helps the body produce e uh, ATP, which is the energy, which is the fuel of the body. Uh, MagnaWave helps oxygenation in the body. It helps the body better deal with the ox oxygen that's available. It improves the uptake of oxygen into the cellular membrane and the cells themselves. It doesn't create oxygen. It just allows the body to better handle the oxygen that's there by making the cell wall more permeable. Uh, it helps the blood flow. We all, we need good blood flow. Uh, bad blood flow is when we get a lot of ROLU, when the blood cells stack up like a row of quarters and they can clog and they can do things and they don't circulate the way they're supposed to. Cells should get, if, if a cell is like this, it should get oxygen on the top and the bottom and the sides and the whole nine yards. When they're stacked up, they can only get oxygen on the sides. They can only get nutrients on the sides and that makes it difficult for them to do what they we want them to do. So we, the MagnaWave allows them to break apart, to be in good health so they can better help the body heal itself. Now, with that said, uh, what common horse ailments uh, can MagnaWave help with? Well, what this the basic issue of this process I just described uh, is inflammation reduction all pain comes from inflammation. And so, and a lot of diseases flourish because they cause inflammation. They cause inflammatic states of organs and things going on. So they become dormant, they become ill, they slows down their function, they start to atrophy, they go away, you die, whatever, or you get very sick. So you want to have as best cellular health, cellular function, cellular usability, our resilience is what we're really trying to do. Help the body cell be more resilient, be more healthy, be more able to do their job. Now, what that means, inflammation reduction. Arthritis is a result of a calcium buildup in the body that, that makes the nerves that rubs on the calcium, they get sore, you start moving, soreness increases, you don't want to move, bingo, arthritis. So we want to be in a situation that can reduce that inflammation a little bit. We want to, with good blood flow and good oxygenation, we can slow down the buildup of calcium. We don't control that. There could be any number of factors causing the calcium buildup on the animal's joints or as the animal is going through. But we can, with good blood flow and good oxygenation, slow that down, retard that situation from coming. So the arthritis will not progress potentially as it would normally. So, you know, anything that has to do with inflammation. And so those elements can be ulcers in a, in a horse's gut, in, an, in a dog or whatever, is an inflammation, is a sore, is something going on that needs good oxygen, needs good blood flow to heal. And so it's very complementary to whatever medication they're using for the ulcers and to go forward. But basically anything dealing with with that. So you're talking about brakes. Brakes need good oxygen. Brakes need good blood flow to help the healing process for the bones to mend normally and to go forward. We've learned that that the, the MagnaWave PEMF helps uh, broken bones heal more rapidly uh, to help um, uh, situations, wounds heal a little more rapidly. Uh, so it's a, it's a better recovery period for the animal. So I don't want to say anything, but I do want to say 
most everything commonly you're talking about joint issues you're talking about shoulder soreness you're talking about compression in injuries or compression injuries issues to the hoof and, and the feet from jumping from just going across very rocky areas and and causing some discomfort in the feet so any of those generalities are there and those are the common ailments that an animal will have uh, it can it can be as simple, you know, I had a it was a big learning experience for me as I was coming along. I've been around horses my entire life. Not a lot of horses, but I've been around horses one way or another most of my life. And so the rider has something to do with it. How what is the strength in their legs? How do they help guide the horse with their legs? What is their weight? What is their saddle distribution? Is their saddle properly fit for themselves and for the animal? So all these things play into what the issues can be, but the MagnaWave can help those issues if they're created or once once they're there. So there's a lot of contributing factors that lead to this. But if there's a if there's a soreness in the shoulder because of the way the horse is ridden or because of the way the horse is guided to, to turn and to do this and do that, and then all of a sudden there's a problem in the soft tissue and the soreness in the area, then this can step up and help it. Perfect case in point. I'm here uh, at, at the uh, at the seahorse and, uh, and there's a potted plant. I can probably show you the plant. It's sitting right here next to me outside. And it, it, it probably weighs 75 pounds in this potted plant that's, that's uh, almost 20 inches wide and, and 15 inches deep, full of dirt and a, and a growth coming out of it, a, a, a tree coming out of it. And, and Dee Dee decided she wanted it over here. And so I said, okay, I'll pick it up, put it on this dolly and I'll roll her over there. It didn't take much. I mean, I picked it up and I knew as soon as I picked that thing up and started to put it on this cart that I was going to move it on that I had, it, it wasn't like, oh my God, I've strained my back. It was like, mm, I didn't need to do that. And it hurt a little bit and I think I'm okay. And so I went ahead and started doing other stuff uh, around and I, we got in the car to go somewhere and I said, I need, I should have treated myself. I should have treated myself. I told her, I said, I should have treated myself before we left and I didn't, I'll do it when I get back. Well, we were gone for about four hours and we got back and let's do this. And let's do that. I did it like 11 o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the afternoon. I could hardly walk. I mean, it was starting to grab me in my lower back. And I, I said to Dee, I said, Hey, I'm going to go treat myself and I'll see you in a little bit. And I went in and sat down, treated myself for 20 minutes and it was much, much better. And then we came in and had dinner and I treated myself again for 20 minutes or so, a couple hours later. And the next day it was like I had not done it. So I just, it was a soft tissue situation that I stressed that caused me some problem as I went on through the day. What I do, I started favoring how I was walking. I started favoring how I was picking something up, which favored to the error of the issue that I was causing. And, and so I just needed to, to treat myself. And so there you go. And it's, but it was instantaneous in how it relieved that pain for me. Uh, if I'd have thought about it, I, and I, uh, if I hadn't done anything, I probably wouldn't able to get out of bed the next day because it was just getting worse and worse, more inflammation, more pain. I wasn't sitting right and or whatever. So that's just the thing to think about. Quickness is the key when we're dealing with these uh, situations and what are the common elements that need to be treated or can be treated with MagnaWave.
Okay, I have a question about which machine allows you to treat two people at one time. Does the machine have two separate ports that allows you to use two different levels for each client? Linda asked that question. There are machines that are duals. There's a Julian dual. There's the Maya dual. Uh, there was a, a semi dual. Um, and, and so they're, they're available and they are basically two machines in one box, if you will. Uh, in the past, and we still do this, some folks use a splitter to where they'll plug in one end of two different attachments and then they'll use a splitter to attach the other end of those two attachments, basically making one great big attachment. One may be a butterfly and one may be a large loop, but you basically have two different attachments that you can do on two people or two different locations on a particular uh, animal. The issue is, as you turn the machine up, both attachments are at the same level. And so if my, if, if, if my animal's lower back is sore and I don't need as much intensity on that, but the knee on the other animal or the other client is sore and wants more intensity, you're dictated by the intensity of comfort level. So if, if, if it's the, a back area on one client and a knee on the other, the back client, the back area is going to dictate how high you can turn that machine if you're using a machine with one set of coils. When they have two different sets of coils as part of the device, typically in the devices that we have, there are basically two machines inside of that box so they can run totally independently of each other. There are some shared components that, that allow us to do that, but they are running totally independent of each other and you can adjust them accordingly. So you can put the knee on the intensity that you want. You can turn it way up on the knee and you can have it moderate on the back to get the best uh, mileage or the best energy out of the delivery process that you're, that you're providing. So I uh, hope that answers that question uh, sufficiently for you. All right, I'm going to be working on a show bowl next week for the first time, Tuesday and Wednesday. I know to address the whole animal, but is there any specific points that would be worked that would be beneficial? Stephanie asked this question. And you know, that's a great question for uh, the livestock area and the show bulls and the bucking horses and the rodeo animals are really a very big growing part uh, of the business. And, and so we're learning more. In fact, we sat, we had a meeting last Thursday uh, with a rodeo owner. They put on 48 rodeos around the country uh, annually and, and uh, they get huge crowds and a lot of excitement and a lot of things going on. And we were talking about that very situation. We have specialists within our company that that work on bulls and understand the bulls. And my question, my answer to you would be to contact uh, uh, Teresa in training and ask her what may be the best. Certainly the overall body. The owner's going to know. We were talking about with these bulls. Can you put them in a chute, can, in, in a squeeze chute? or in, a, in a, another type of area. They're a lot different than treating a horse. There are different dangers, areas that you can approach, that you want to be very careful as you're approaching these areas. So it's very important that you do that. And you know how you apply to those areas. It's not like you can just walk up and treat their ankle or you know you get cow kicked and, and whatever the situation. So you, you got what's more important is how to approach the animal. And that would be uh, through the proper training. That would be through asking some of those questions. If you've never been around uh, a show bull and this is the first time you've done it, please call the office, 
talk with uh, some of the people that do this regularly and uh, we can answer those questions for you so you can be confident in what you're doing and how to approach the animal, what to do and what not to do. I learned that and I've told that story a million times when, when I first started in this industry and my guy that I was working for said, do not go to Churchill Downs. They're going to eat you alive. Go to Lexington to the horse shows or go over here to this, but don't go to Churchill Downs. I said, sure, that's okay. I, I take your word for it. I went to Lexington, but the next thing I did almost immediately as I went to Churchill Downs. I didn't just jump in and run around and say, hey, I know what I'm doing and this is how this works. I went in, I walked around for two or three days and I saw some different people and some. I talked to a couple of different people and there were two folks, two men, that, uh, or two trainers one, and, and one female trainer actually uh, that, was, that was there and uh, they, they kind of understood. I told them what I was doing. I'm new to the racetrack at this situation, been around a racetrack a lot, but not in this type of situation and and i said so this is what i'm doing they said here here's what you're going to do you're going to just follow me around just come spend the morning with me and then go over and spend an hour uh with the other person and go spend an hour with the other person and if they got time for you don't encroach on their time certainly because they're very busy as trainers from 6 30 till 9 30 whatever it may be and what happened in a, in a two week two to three week period of time they told me who to talk to who not to talk to where to walk where not to walk, what to wear, when to be there, when not to be there, when to, when to understand when there was a stress level going on in, in a particular barn. They taught me those seven or eight, ten very basic points. And so I knew all of a sudden what to do. And not only that, but now I had three friends who would introduce me to somebody. And, uh, you know, it goes back to the one of the key rules of sales. And this is for you if you're a practitioner. You always want to remember this. If you treat somebody, you treat, a, you treat a horse, and they're very happy with the result on that horse or that small animal, the first thing you can do is say, can you uh, give me the names of two or three uh, people who do what you do that maybe I can uh, tell them that you suggested that I call them? Just three. Don't ask them for ten. Don't ask them for five. Ask them for three or two. Most of us only have two or three friends. When you get right down to it, we have two or three really close friends. Ask for two or three referrals and don't abuse them, but then ask them for those. That's all you got to do. Hey, ask them for one. Hey, you know, who's another trainer that, that can understand this, that if I go to them and say that I treated your horse, that if they call you, you're going to tell them what, what went on. Oh, go see Max. And that's it. And then ask Max for one or two. Some people can ask for one easier than they can ask for easier than they can ask for two or three. But just ask for it. Doesn't mean they're going to give you but one. Doesn't make any difference. Oh, I'll tell you another thing that I used to do. I would go in and I'd meet a trainer. I love this. I would go in and I would I would meet a trainer and he'd blow me off. And they'd blow me off. And, and I had a couple of trainers that blew me off constantly. So I learned from a sales course that I took that I, I took, I went up to him finally and I said, you know, um, but let me give you, let me get one of his names. Um, that'll come to me in a minute because I want to use his first name anyway. But so I went to this trainer and I said, you know, I've been calling on you for a year and we don't get anywhere. And, and I really can't get any time to, to even tell you what I'm doing. And so that takes 10 seconds and they look at you and they say, yep, you're right. I don't, I just don't have time. 
And my next thing I would say, let me ask you this, how many times if I came to you and said, hello, how many times before you would finally give me 10 minutes? And they would always look at me and say 10, 20, 50, whatever. I mean, sometimes they would say 50. I'd say, great. I pull out, a, I carried a little notebook with me. I'd pull out this notebook. I'd write down their date and I'd say, there's one. I would not call on that person at all. All I would do is if I saw them around the grounds, I'd say, hey, Bill or Bob, how are you doing? Everything okay? Yeah, great. There's two. And they would laugh. We got, they were saying, then they would, they started keeping track. I would walk up to them and they'd go to six. And, and but you know what happened in the end? I got my 10 minutes or I got my 15 minutes. And it's amazing how many of those people became very good, trusted customers because I didn't beat them to death. I created a game with them. They liked it. It was, it was, I walked into Derby week, Derby Eve, walked into a, a bar in Louisville that there were some trainers at doing a radio program. And the one guy sitting at the microphone, I walked up, stood just across the table. He's on the air on national radio. And he looked up and he said, I guess that's 10. And he went right back to his question. And it was just, <laughs> it was so bizarre. So ask for three prepared to spend 10 or 15 and understand that when you get good conversation, it takes 10 or 12 touches before they really uh, are going to be prepared to listen to you and to see that you're real and serious and you have the authority that you're doing. That's my sales lesson uh, for today. Not that I wanted to, not that I had to be here and, and give you a sales lesson, but because a lot of you are better salespeople than I've ever dreamt of being, but uh, better pre presenters. You're not salespeople. You are presenters of your craft. A lot of you are incredible craftsmen and craftspeople that, that do a wonderful job uh, at what you do. We've been here for an hour, had some great questions. Let me make sure there's not somebody that wants to visit here. Oh, everything's quiet on the phone front, if you will. And uh, so let's see if there's any other questions here real quick. Uh, I have a horse being, oh boy being treated with ox, oxytetracycline for anaplasmosis. His bilirubin is, a bit, bilirubin is a bit high, so it is suspected that he has some swelling of the liver and his jaundice. Is it okay to treat him? Overall body treatment. What do we want? Good oxygenation, good blood flow. What does he need in areas of his liver and areas that he's got inflammation? Good, healthy blood cells good nutrients in the blood to help that situation along. They're giving him medications. They're going, they want those medications to work. We understand that if you treat that animal and they're giving medications that you're going to improve the metabolization of what's going on with the medications and, and better, maybe get a better result of what they're doing. So most certainly to be able to approach that whole animal. But again, it's a whole body treatment that you're dealing with in this situation because you, if, and I'm just going to quickly say this. I used to treat the old upper body, didn't do the legs or the feet unless there was an issue. I'd always ask, how's the knees? How's the, how, how's the hocks? How's the feet? Everything okay? Yeah, they're, basically everything's okay. And because I knew that by doing good blood oxygenation and good blood flow throughout the body, where's it going to go? To the fingers, to the hands, to the toes, to the knees, to the feet, to the ankles, 
bingo. And, and I said that three times a day, no more bingo. Um, and, and so it, it just, it just helps. So in this situation, certainly treat the animal for good well-being, good healthy state. So it's in a better position to heal itself or better utilize the medications that the, uh, that the veterinarians are providing to the animal. Wow. Good time today. Good stuff going on. No other questions there. So, uh, I'm so glad you were able to join me. Uh, things moved along well. Got a good winner. Uh, ZZ Zandies or Z Zandies uh, is the winner of the free attachment. And uh, that was cool. And uh, so thanks for being with you, with me and with you uh, today. Uh, go all the way with MagnaWave. Wave on to better health. Have a great week. We love you guys. See you later. Bye-bye. Oh, ah, were we still live as my mic hot? We're still on. Hi, folks. I can't stop it. it. Says we're still live. Are we still there? Yep. We we are still live. It is not letting me in the broadcast. Um, I would say just <laughs> exit out, and I'll exit out, and we'll go from there. Later. <laughs> <laughs>